Hello, my name is Sarah Hansenoko, and welcome to Classic Mistake, the podcast that celebrates the more human side of classical music, in other words, fails. Our guest today is the Canadian conductor and violinist Yana Saylor. In 2016, Yana founded the Vancouver-based Allegra Chamber Orchestra, one of the only all-female identifying classical orchestras in the world, an ensemble dedicated to creating opportunities for women and minorities in the music industry with a mandate of social action through music. To see a snapshot of all the amazing things Yana has done so far in her career, please visit her website at yanasailor.com. First off, Yana tells us about one of her first experiences playing in an opera orchestra. So I'm a violinist and conductor, and uh, early on in my career, I was uh, a grad student at uh, University of British Columbia. And, you know, being the eager beaver I was, I went around and, you know, played for all the orchestras to get on their sub lists. And so I played for Vancouver Opera, which was, you know, my dream job. And, uh, you know, months went by and, you know, after I played my audition, they were like, yeah, don't don't call us. We'll call you kind of (laughs) kind of situation. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, fair enough. I was inexperienced, a very green, um, but very keen. And then um, just out of the blue, one day, I got called. I got called to play Salome. Okay. And uh, they were already in rehearsals. I'm not sure what exactly happened. Uh, someone got injured or, or ill. Um, and the, the Vancouver Symphony was on tour. And so there was, like, basically no other violinists in Vancouver except for me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I got called, thrown in while they were... Um, you know, already in production, already in rehearsals, well into rehearsals. I get the, I get my part, um, and the part is just black. It's just a tremendously challenging violin part. Still one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's opera. I'd only played a few operas, and, and you know, the, uh, they were more run-of-the-mill, uh, you know, um, uh, Mozart and Puccini, you know, much more user-friendly, right. not Strauss. Okay. So, um, anyways, I'm madly, madly practicing um, just every minute of the day. And rookie mistake, I didn't look up what this opera was about. I had no idea. I was just panic practicing. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, learn from me. Always know what is actually going on in the production you're playing. You're yeah. playing in. Um, and so, anyways, um, we uh, get into tech rehearsals. Uh, we're in the pit. And, you know, we're playing away, um, and the, uh, for those of you who, as I, was not familiar with Salome, um, it's about um, this, the biblical story of uh, this uh, woman who requests the head of John the Baptist, um, and, you know, she dances the, the, the dance of the, the seven veils to um, seduce her her stepfather, gross, uh, into, you know, making this decision and beheads John the Baptist and gives it to her on a platter. So anyways, spoiler alert, that's how the opera ends. <laughs> um, and as, as mentioned, I, I knew none of this. Um, and we're in the pit, we're playing away. It's, the, it's getting to be the, the final, final scene of the opera, which is, um, you know, she's done her striptease. She's danced her Dance of the Seven Veils. And now she has the head of John the Baptist. And um, the makeup department had just 
outdone themselves okay. <laughs> with this disgusting head that, um, you know, I still had the eyes were rolling around and there were things just like hanging down from the neck and it was just, it was covered in blood. And then she was this terrifying Russian soprano that just stormed around backstage and terrified everybody anyway. And she was just so in character. And um, anyways, what she does with this head is she basically like, she makes out with it and she rubs it all over her naked body. Okay. And um, I once again, I'm totally innocent here. I had no <laughs> idea what was going on. And there's a, there's a, I'm playing away like crazy. There's a lighting change and I kind of, it kind of, kind of takes me by, by surprise, there's this shadow kind of cast, and I look up, and this woman is on the very edge of the stage holding this bloody head covered in blood, like completely <laughs> naked, and I kind of look out of the corner of my eye, and I screamed. <laughs> I screamed. And and the conductor stops. He's like, he was a very lovely conductor. I love him. He's my favorite. He will always be my favorite conductor in the world. He stops. Is, is, is everyone okay? Is everyone, what, what, what's going on? Is everyone all right? <laughs> And my stamp writer looks at me like, it's the new kid that doesn't know how opera works. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my God. And so anyways, um, we continue. We finish the last page or so of the opera, which is all we had left. And I, like, ran out of the pit. And I, like ran away and I was expecting them to phone me and just fire me and like to never work again and I was like well that was that was the end of that and what the fuck was that um anyway so so horrible and um yeah and uh I've never really lived that down I I went on to play many seasons with Vancouver (laughs) Opera but um I've I've been I'm teased about it until this day that was about like 10 years ago um, but anyways, uh, needless to say, I went home and studied up on Salome and practiced even more. Yeah. And, yeah. and they, I came back, we came back the next day for the next tech. They totally restaged it. So it was like far away from me. There was like, we won't scare violinist. any violinists. Yeah. <laughs> this was before and they, they had like a cover over half the pit. Um, which probably because of maybe situations like that, I'd like to think maybe I had something yeah. to do with that. But now there's like a cover over the pit, so we don't have to look at naked Russian sopranos with blood oh. all over them. Well, um, I mean, kudos to the tech staff. I mean, that was obviously extremely effective problem. makeup and uh, staging. Yeah, yes. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We did this beautiful series of concerts uh, called... And new music in new places through okay. the Canadian Music Centre. And so we played in all kinds of crazy places and the audiences loved it. So, for example, um, a group of percussionists did uh, shows um, in, in a mine, down a mine shaft. Mm. And they, you know, used the elements around them to, as, as well as their instruments and the natural acoustics um, of, of the space. Um, and so that was kind of what the series was all about. And then we also played, um, we, we played in a graveyard and okay. um, we had to have um, our music memorized. And uh, uh, our flautist was a wonderful flautist, but you know, she'd had kind of a whole bunch of things going on. And um, so she, she just couldn't get this one really complex piece memorized. And so 
um, it, and it was a, a walking concert. And so my job was to, um, they, I, I wore a long black coat, you know, in, 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 in keeping with the context of the, of the place. And um, they taped her music to my back. And I just walked very slowly in front of her. <laughs> and we made like, we made a procession. We made it a thing. We made it a performance clever. art. And she just yeah. like followed me along. And she'd be like, mm. someone I'd go too fast or stumble. She'd be like, mm. <laughs> So it's like just ridiculous things like that. And then uh, one more uh, concert that we did was a little bit more traditional in that it was um, at a, a winery in Kelowna. And um, so we did this, once again, kind of an interactive traveling concert where, you know, they would start at the, the audience would start in the tasting room and make their way down onto the, like the floor where the, the pressing and everything happened, which was very charming, except um in our my my dressing room, uh, which was just kind of a little <laughs> a little closet, uh, um, it was crawling with mice, Ooh. which I only discovered once you know I was settled in there with, and I was it was quite a formal a special event, so I was wearing a long gown Ugh. with a bit of a train, <laughs> and um, so when I wasn't when my colleagues were on stage, I was like perched up on top of like this <laughs> bench, like just trying to make sure like no part of my dress or me like touched the floor, which was. <laughs> crawling yes. with mice and then as soon as it was my turn I would literally jump off the bench and like run on stage which was hopefully mouse free and so um, anyways I th- I'd gone through most of the concert like this until I got to this it was just myself and um, the pianist I was playing I was I was premiering of course <laughs> of course it was a premiere yeah. uh, a, a, a beautiful sonata by a, a, a local composer and um, the, my dress starts to rustle like <laughs> And of course, there's a mouse <gasps> running around under my train, just going, and oh my god! And I was just like biting my lips so hard. What, just, did you just, get through it? I, I mean, got through it, <laughs> and my colleagues could tell exactly what was. They were watching from the back of the stage, and they could see like the tears like streaming down. People in the audience thought I was just so moved by my own playing <laughs> that I was like just making myself cry. I was actually just like, I'm trying not to like lose my goddamn mind because there was a mouse under my dress so for like the entire time. Leg, just like don't touch my face. Exactly. Like, don't poop on my dress. <laughs> And they were like, oh, my God, how she's going to get through this? And then I literally, like, I don't think I even bowed. I think I just ran away when I was done. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm out of oh, here. She's just so moved. She can't even stand for the bow. Yeah. yeah. And the composer was like, oh, that was so beautiful. It was such a moving performance. I was like, I don't even remember it. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> the only comparable thing we... When I was in NYO, National Youth Orchestra, we went and did a tour of Japan and Hong Kong. And the and the hall we were at in Hong Kong had cockroaches. <gasps> yeah, and they were crawling across the stage as we were performing. And you just, same kind of thing. It just, I mean, it didn't come close enough. It's not quite as epic as the, <laughs> the mouse in the dress. But yeah, crawling across the stage and... And we had these like little flimsy, you know, like travel stands. And it was just one of the, yeah, I, I, I turned, we were playing Daphnis and Chloe and I just like turned one of my pages and the whole stand just like went crashing down. And <laughs> that was another one of those fun performances. Yeah, so luckily some nice violinists picked it up for me and yeah, yeah, the yeah, music ball like, back up. There's yeah. lots of us, yeah. we're disposable. Yeah, yeah. There's only yeah, one of you. you. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, critters and music. It's not. Yeah, maybe we should create a series. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. Yes, that's true. Bring some pets. <laughs> <laughs> so 
um, early on when I'd started Allegra, which is my all-female identifying orchestra, um, we we got this call from um, a, a, a performance uh, artist that has like mixed multimedia, like um, visual art um, and uh, dance, electronics, um, vocals, songwriting, you know, pretty much everything. This one, this woman did all the things okay. all at once. Um, <laughs> and the, uh, the, the show was called Virtual Womb. And the whole idea was that um, the audience entered through um, a virtual vagina, which she had made <laughs> um, out of... Um, of, I mean, different types of fabric and um, kind of mixed media and that, you know, um, it was kind of like an incubator for new ideas and um, I think, I think that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> birthing of. The birthing of yes. and then, um, you know, we, we all enter into this kind of co-creating state and um, and then, you know, then we leave through the vagina <laughs> as we came in. <laughs> Transformed. Reborn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And so um, I remember, so I'd already, you know, she, she, because, uh, you know, we were all female, I presume she contacted us because we were all female uh, orchestra. And, you know, we had some um, interesting, uh, you know, things align, of course, um, other than just being women and having vaginas. Right. um, (laughs) Of our own. Yeah. Um, uh, And um, so... Um, anyways, we signed on to this and, uh, yeah, also note to self early on, I, I didn't quite get all the details. And so I remember having to explain this, uh, to, at our first kind of rehearsal, what was going to go down to my players that were like, sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) And actually like the show, like once you kind of got past that part, it was a really thoughtful, really interesting curated show since she was the you know she um this woman is a, a really um, you know amazing thinker and creator but um but yeah it did take a few so uh, uh, some some conversation and um you know unfortunately my my players are up for anything and very open-minded yeah um whereas like not not everyone w- would go along with that yeah, or feel yeah. comfortable with right. it and that's <laughs> That's totally fair. That's totally fair. Um, But uh, anyways, that was, (laughs) yeah, that that was definitely an unusual request. When I first started playing weddings, um, I pretty much refuse to play weddings now, unless it's like a very, very dear friend. Yes. (laughs) Must be very dear. Yes. (laughs) Because they, they are so oddly stressful. Um, and, you know, you want it to be good for these people. It's a really significant day in their life. Um, but, uh, you know, I was, I was playing a very small, very um, uh, low-budget wedding. There's nothing wrong with budget weddings. <laughs> nothing wrong with budget weddings. But this was, like, budget and, like, trailer park kind of way. Okay. Um, and uh, so they, first of all, they just hired one solo violinist, which is tricky. So that's tricky totally. to, to play. There's only, they asked me to play Paco Bell's canon. And I was like, well, you, like, it's a canon. Right. So, like, you gotta, like, You'll hear you the melody, need the but... ground bass, but yeah. I can make something that sounds a little Paco Bell canon-ish. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, so once I'd played... Um, 
you know, that for, I think it was the bridesmaids. They And everything was kind of in a funny, weird order. And then they were like, okay, so once you play that, just stop. And then we have our own music that we're going to insert. And I was like, oh, okay, no no problem. Right. So I played Pucklebell Cannon-ish, and then I stopped. And then somebody with a ghetto blaster just pressed a button and played Here Come the Men in Black, and then all the uh, groomsmen walked down. Okay. <laughs> and that was... Yeah, and um, that, so... To each their own. Yeah, that's what I mean, like trailer park style. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually probably could have played something that sounded like Men in Black on the violin. Well, but totally. Yeah, that's better than Pogwell's Cannon, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, ironically. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of things where, like, you know, brides show up hours and hours and where... We're just making stuff up and <laughs> to right. fill the time. Yeah. And then um, I actually had one wedding, which was really interesting. They wanted us, uh, it was with my harp duo, harp and violin duo, and they wanted all video game music. Okay. So we transcribed all video game music. And that was actually really difficult. Yes. That's, I was going to say that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had to charge them a lot of money because it was hours and hours. Yeah. Um, but it was beautiful. And, you know, they were hardcore gamers and loved it. Yeah. So. For violin and harp. For violin you know? Our video game music. <laughs> well, I used to compete a lot, um, and there were I just um, I had an instrument that was on loan, and it was new to me. It was a beautiful instrument, quality instrument, but had a couple little funny funny issues, um, and uh, the sometimes with the, like tension, and then also like um, the fine tuners, like where the 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 strings are anchored, particularly the E string uh, anchor. And so um, sometimes it would just randomly snap on me. And I had no idea, we had no idea why. Like I said, it was a weird tension issue on the instrument. And um, so then we ended, I ended up, um, you know, having some work done on it. But um, anyways, it was, it was hit and miss. Uh, and uh, I was playing um, uh, and uh, in, in a competition and I had my E string break in a really strange way. Um, and it snapped off and uh, went flying and landed in the judge's water jug. <laughs> so it was pretty spectacular. And it was like a piece, like, there was no, you know, some, some things you can, like, fake on the violin until you, like, make it. But there was no, like, this piece was literally all on the E string. So <laughs> that, it was just over. Yeah, it was over. <laughs> and, but the funniest thing was just watching, like, the... The judge, like, kind of, like, peer over his paper yeah. and his glasses and, like, kind of, like, fish it out and just, like, kind of toss it on the floor. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. I was like, I'll just go. <laughs> yeah, do that if you tried. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I've never had an Eastern like break like that and fly out usually it snaps in your face okay but like i said this was some weird kind of tension issue and it broke on both ends okay. and, and just, just like <laughs> and flying that way <laughs> and uh yeah well i'm sure they remember you yeah they do they would. I mean, of <laughs> maybe not winning the competition i really didn't no yeah, i really no. didn't win <laughs> It was interesting. I never struggled with it until a certain point, and um, until I was in, um, like, you know, struggling through through my uh, masters and my undergrad. Then I started to. I don't, I don't know what it was. Just my brain changing, or being older, or more stress, or more full. Um, then I all of a sudden I started like really, really struggling with um, with memory. And I remember once again in a competition and I was playing um, Barber Violin Concerto and the last movement is, it's really hard to memorize anyway. It just, it's 
just running 16s the whole time and like, you know, no really distinguishable patterns and it just goes on and on and on. And I think I probably added like a whole like, thankfully it was my mom who was um, accompanying me on the piano. And so she kind of knew my my little weirdness, (laughs) about my little weird ways. And I think I added like several lines and she just kind of vamped underneath me until I like found my way out of this little tunnel that I had dug myself into and like ended the freaking piece. You know, just like and having a good good piano, good yes. pianist, a good support system that like knows you well. For you. The orchestra <laughs> wouldn't have been able to vamp for you, unfortunately. Nope. <laughs> no, because it's just yeah, and it was just uh, a and and uh, a wild a, a wild movement, and you can just get turned around so bad, and yeah. you're like, how do I get out of the yes. how do I get out of this vortex of yeah. notes? <laughs> well, good for you. You kept going. I find that hard. Yeah. Kyle is used to get horrible hiccups horrible and I get like the like ask my husband it's like the worst most ridiculous like I sound like a seal when I get the hiccups and they're like really jarring like there's nothing so for a while I guess I think it was like a I don't know must have been a nervous thing but I would get the worst hiccups okay like until the minute I would go on stage I would just like drive myself crazy and everybody backstage and completely nuts and then I'd walk on stage and they'd go away weird so weird yeah but I was always just like people and people would re- be really concerned it's like you're gonna get this under control right I was yeah. like yeah no, no you know, problem yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got this well getting back to opera because mm-hmm. there's so um I remember um we we did West Side Story, which is a little bit of a stretch for an opera company totally. sometimes at the best of times. But yeah, once again they um they didn't have the cover on the pit and of course first scene, opening night, they're like running around with a ball, bouncing a ball on stage, it lands on the xylophone, explodes the xylophone. Oh no. <laughs> and it was like the it was the best sound. It was like the craziest sound of like Plink. the xylophone <laughs> exploding. It was actually the best and then swearing and all kinds of things that followed. It was actually one of my favorite moments ever. I would just like I just had to stop playing and just enjoy it for a minute because it was just <laughs> You know, it's kind of shocking that it's only been in recent years that they cover the pit. Really, I mean, truly. Yeah, it's like hundreds of years of just who knows what has landed on, yeah. <laughs> on, on musicians. I'm suspecting. Oh, I have another opera story. Okay. okay. So um, we were playing, once again, um, Vancouver Opera. We were doing Lucia de Lamamore. And I don't know, this right from the beginning, there was something just really off with this production. Like it was cursed. It was okay. like it was like the Scottish play, but it was like the opera version. Yeah. Um because and it started as soon as we moved into the hall. Um so the the set was very minimalist. It was two just high walls that went all the way up that, you know, met in a kind of a V shape and they used it for projections and whatever. And for whatever reason, um, they were doing a piano tech, and those walls collapsed. Okay. And, like, it would have killed someone oh if it would have. And it was just seconds before the chorus was supposed to make an entry. Anyways, it these two huge walls weren't anchored properly or something. It They fell down, smashed all of the props. Oh. All of them sent them flying into the pit. <gasps> Thankfully, the piano, it was only the pianist down okay. there. And she was okay. Okay. Um, Talk about liability, my God. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. And then um, opening night, they hadn't been able to replace all the props. It was a super minimalist okay. <laughs> production. <laughs> it 
or just like a bed and a chair and a, like it was just just like, miming just, yeah <laughs> random things we'll just pretend it's just pretensies for the first one um so that happened the first time and then um and then the uh, throughout the run um the one of the 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 lead tenor um kept having like vocal issues like and he couldn't he was sick but he could still sing but he couldn't sing like in this high register so they kept giving us little cuts like okay so every night we'd never rehearsed it but he was like okay here we jump from here to here because he can't sing this and he, he had oh he has these notes again so we can play this it was wild like every night it was just like like whack-a-mole down there That's it was just like crazy. wild like isn't that the point of an understudy so that Exactly. I think, and I think it was the understudy. Oh. I think the, the, I think that was oh, the other geez. thing is like the top guy was sick, and then the understudy was yeah was had all these weird issues. Um, but then um, we we were almost through the run. We were just like, oh my god! And there was other like just stupid little things that went on. I can't quite remember. But we were. It was the closing night, and we were like, oh my god, okay. Let's just finish yes, the show get through this thing, yeah. <laughs> and so um, after intermission, it opens on like a party scene, and um, so the curtain is down, and the curtain goes up, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know how they do an opera." Yes. And um, so they're apparently like, once we can't quite see everything that's going on, um, but uh, there was a chair that was placed right at the front of the stage, and apparently it got like hooked onto the hem of the curtain. And this soprano was sitting on it. And we start playing, like, oh, happy, happy music. <laughs> the curtain starts going up. And then we hear this crash. Because, like, the curtain's gone up, and it's gone up, and it's tipped this woman off her chair. <laughs> and the chair kept going. Oh my God. It kept going up and up and up. And then it got about, and we could we could hear something was going on in the yeah. chorus because we could hear them all going, oh, like the sound just changed because yeah. they were all like watching yeah. this chair go up. And then it got like halfway up and then the curtain ripped. It goes, <gasps> and the chair came crashing down and then we got like covered in like years of nasty oh. curtain dust. We were just like, oh, <laughs> Like, we're like, what are they, like, why are they doing the smoke over? Like, what is going on? And there was this big crash, and the chorus just stopped for a second. And then the orchestra just kept me like, and it was just, like, one of the most bizarre experiences ever. And this woman was just like, what just happened? Like, this, like, it was just, like, it was a suitable end to, like, a disastrous run. But I just feel like the things that stick with me is, like, the sound of the chorus, like, singing while yeah. they were, like, watching it go up. And then this, the crash. And then this dead silence from everybody. And then we just kept going. We're like, never mind. <laughs> and, like, this ripped curtain was just, like, yeah. like, just dangling. And then they had to, like, stop the show. I don't know what they did. I think they brought down the curtain, like, chopped it off and put it back up. And, like, off we went again. It's, like, you know, stupid music. So, anyway. Uh. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> now, every time I just see, like, those thick red velvet stage curtains, I'm just like, those are so disgusting. It's like 30 years of dust mites just, like... They just don't clean them, man. Yeah. I mean, how do you, I guess, but... <laughs> Only once in my, my life have I had, like, a really bad, like, sheet music mishap, but it was that same concert, actually, in the... <laughs> in the the, uh, the at the winery where um, 
just whatever. Of course, I was playing this stupid hard piece, and I had really quick page turns, and of course, my pages got epically stuck together, and I actually had to stop. Yeah. I actually had to stop, and um, that's, you know, that rarely happens, but... um, uh, then we, it, it was, fortunately it was, it wasn't too far into the movement. And so, um, we just fixed it up and then we started the movement again. And the, actually the composer was thrilled. He's like, I, I, I got more, I, I got more airtime than any of the other there composers because you played my piece twice. <laughs> so true. There you go. At least he had a positive attitude about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. but, uh, and, and then at that same concert, we, um, it was, it was all music by, by Canadian composers, newly composed works and things. So it was very exciting. But, um, you know, composers don't always, um, you know, make it super user-friendly to to work with their music and um, or facilitate page turns. Right. Or So we were playing in this, both the cellist and I, uh, we were in this piano trio playing this. It was an amazing piano trio, but so busy and no place to, to turn pages. And so we ended up having, like, this epically long <laughs> string of pages that we just kind of had to like creep along and like and, and read. Yeah. And then um, this particular concert happened. It was uh, it was absolutely packed. It was over capacity, and okay. we had people literally sitting almost right next oh, to us. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> and so um, we we had a couple like extra keeners that we were like, hey, hey, like, can you just turn my pitch? Yeah. <laughs> and so they did, oh, and they great. loved it. We were just like. Now, <laughs> it became part of the show. It became part of the show, yeah. and they loved it. And so, actually, that's a trick that Donovan and I have used a couple times when we do our violin okay. duo things. We ask for volunteers in advance. Yeah, and because um, uh, same thing when you're playing violin, you don't have, you can't you turn don't a page. have any hands. Yeah, and um, so actually, that's something that we've made as part of our shows when we just have tricky page turns. We'll be like, well, we'll just ask someone. Yeah. and they I mean, it could go it. horribly wrong, but it's yeah. <laughs> You never know. It's, and it can. It very, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. We live on the edge. Yep. <laughs> it's extreme, extreme recitaling. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be like a thing where we look back and laugh like, you know, the, the first computer printers or like tape decks or something, you know, it's like sheet music will be this thing that's just this hilarious. Like what was that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our grandchildren will be like, what? You used paper? Yeah. <laughs> to just like, we look at like handwritten what? parts. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you didn't put them in a computer. Yeah, what? Like, <laughs> someone had to hand copy yeah. those? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Once again, an opera story. Um, I mean, I spent eight seasons so playing playing opera. So um, uh, I was uh, playing a John Astacio opera, Lillian Alling, um, oh. which is a very interesting, intriguing um, piece written ab- uh, about about a woman, a real real woman, a true story of a of an immigrant woman who trekked across. BC and um, her adventures and uh, the places that she visited and she's become kind of a mythical figure in some BC northern BC communities Um, and so uh, Vancouver Opera had commissioned it and uh, it was very exciting you know we'd workshopped it and worked with the composer and it was it was really wonderful and so I'm at the back of the first violins in my spot (laughs) and um, there's this uh, one segment that says like backstage solo and but I didn't think any of it thing of it I was like of course that's going to be like a concertmaster solo right like yeah. and once again I'm in like my first or second year of playing opera don't know how backstage solos work mm-hmm. 
And um, so, uh, anyways, we're 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 playing along, and then uh, we get to this segment for the first time in rehearsal, this backstage solo. And to my surprise, my stand partner starts playing it. And and that's just how it works. Like in a pit, the person who's at the back of the like section, the farthest away, yeah, kind of closest okay. to the door, just runs out and plays the solo. Okay. And so I was like, oh, that's that's cool, that's interesting. And um, but didn't think anything of it. Didn't learn the solo. Um, the next day I come to rehearsal, my stamp partner's on crutches. Oh no! <laughs> she she'd broken her ankle the night before. Oh jeez! And could no longer like get out of the pit. Oh, and so God. they're like, "Okay, so you play the backstage solo now." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" And it was John Astacio writing. I I love John Astacio. Super hard. Yes. Super hard. Violin concerto backstage, and it was um, a fiddle solo. And but the, it was like black with flats, and that's. That's like okay. death for violin players. Okay. It's so hard and because I had to go so fast, all these double stops and so many accidentals. And so um, I get the I, I get this memo at the beginning of rehearsal, oh like by the way. And so like, you know, in the few minutes that I have there to warm up, I'm like sweating through the solo. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and John says, you know, I I, I I didn't know what he looked like. Okay. I hadn't met him. Yeah. And I'm just sweating through it. And he comes up and he was like, oh, that sounds really good. I was like, who the hell wrote this? This is, you know, buddy, this does not work on the violin. Like, I'm going to have, like, how, like, and it, and I turn around and it's him. And I was like, oh, but it's really, it sounds really good. I'm, I'm like, it's, it's going to be great. I'm sure it's like, and, and he was like, oh, okay. Like, he was really gracious. And I was like, I'm just really stressed out right now. I just found out I have to play this, and I and, and I was like, in mouth trying yeah. to take it out. I was just like, like, and I because I yeah, I just heard he just came up behind me, and I didn't see him, and I I I like I'd never met him in person, but I like you know I'd seen pictures of him, and then I and I was like, this is the worst day of my life. Like once again, I'm gonna get fired, like for like telling off the composer of the commissioned opera, yeah. and being like, I can't play your fucking piece. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who, who wrote this? this? Who so ever doesn't he know how a violin works? <laughs> how did it go? Did it like? Did you pull it, it was, off? It, it was yes, it was fine. Good. Um, but it was it was wild because um. Like his, even his orchestral parts are 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 really really difficult. And we had a something like an eight part divisi in the violins, and so I had to play right until the last minute to mm. make sure all the parts were covered. And then I had to run okay. backstage in this old old auditorium where it's just like like it's like um like Mario and in the underworld okay. back there to like get up to like yeah. <laughs> out of the pit and like yeah. onto yeah. the stage where I had to like play this backstage solo. So it was myself and like one of the keyboard players and she would um, go in front of me because it was a huge cast and she would just like have her arms out like this because I had my violin and so I just, <laughs> and there was just crowds and crowds of people like okay. all trying to get on and off Rough stage course. and do their thing. And she'd be like, get out of the way. And we just do our like our little run, like all the way, like <laughs> like all the way up to the like cause and, and it wasn't just that we were on stage, we were up on like the top of like like okay. like of the set yeah. as well. So okay. once you got on stage, you still had a little bit of a run up the stairs to like <laughs> to go and like play in this like house band. 
And so I would get there and I was so out of breath. Yeah. And I would just have to like, I'd get there in the nick of time. I'd have a couple measures and the conduct, like all the, everybody else in the banda was just like sitting there like chilling and the conductor yeah. would be like, hey. And then we'd just like, okay. And I'd like play this like really hard, like three page solo. And which is a lot for in violin world. Yeah. And um, so what I would do actually to prepare for that was I'd skip rope at home. I'd jump rope in my okay. tiny apartment, go bam, 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 bam for my downstairs neighbors and then grab my violin and play it. Oh my God. So that's, that's how I prepared my once I figured out. Like I was like, okay, I have to stress myself out to the max. Yeah. And then make myself play this. Wow. And, and actually that was something, a trick that I used um, for other things, like for auditions and competitions, is to jump rope and like get my heart rate really, really high, get myself in that heightened state yeah. of like feeling stressed right. out, and then ha- have to actually practice getting my heart rate down and playing or just playing regardless. Yeah, that's really smart. So, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Anyways. Meanwhile, they probably could have just hired like they probably just could have hired another violinist. Violinist who was there who just, just sat backstage and chilled and like played. <laughs> but you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hope you got doubling or something. I think I did. I yeah, think yeah. I did. But okay. I don't. <laughs> but I was just like we bonded over like the the, the keyboard player and I over our little runs. He's like, yeah. get out, <laughs> musicians coming through, <laughs> delicate instrument. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Yana, for sharing your awesome stories with us. I hope everybody listening enjoyed as much as I did. You could hear me laughing a lot. Um, If you did, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode. Thanks so much, guys. Bye.